Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us for GNAC Insider. Tonight is we're going to talk baseball and golf and also track and field. Lots of exciting things as we kind of come to a conclusion of the athletic campaigns in the GNAC. We've actually got a little bit more golf that will be played and exciting news about that. We'll tell you in tonight's, which will be for the year, our final edition of GNAC Insider. And we want to thank you very much for joining us, whether it be live or whether you join us by podcast, we appreciate it very much. And during the show tonight, we're going to take a moment to honor all of the teams that have won championships throughout the year on the GNAC. So with no further ado, let me welcome our guest host, the man who puts the show together week by week, Evan O'Kelly. Evan, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Kevin. How are you? I'm well. Boy, I'll tell you, it was a big week in Monmouth, wasn't it? Big weekend. Lots going on. There was all kinds of stuff going on. There was rain, there was shine, uh, but most importantly, (laughs) we had a lot of great track and field action and GNAC baseball action as well. And a winner. We're going to have a great uh, great show tonight. We've got Desi Story coming up, Central Washington head baseball coach. The Wildcats had a terrific series, didn't they? Yeah, it was a really special weekend for them. You know, Western Oregon has typically had the baseball title in this conference for a long time, 13 straight years. So Central Washington picked up three big wins last week. I'll say, and, and to, to go undefeated on the championship series, that's really something. We've got a great golf story, too, dealing with Simon Fraser. Yep, they're headed to the NCAA National Championship meet. First time in program history they really battled back in the West Regional last weekend while we were in Monmouth. They were busy on the course, so... We'll talk to John Buchanan and get his input heading to the NCAA championships. And one of the great track and field athletes in the conference, Bethany Drake, who has uh, got the number one ranking in the Javelin. That's right. She's uh, already been the USTFCCCA National Athlete of the Week once this season. She's only a sophomore, and she carries the number one mark in the Javelin so far this season across Division Two into the NCAA championships coming up next week. We're going to talk baseball week and back. Evan, I'll welcome you on uh, back onto the program at the end of the show. Thank you so much for giving us kind of a heads up. And let me tell you about Dev- Desi Story's uh, weekend and the great success that Central Washington had, as we mentioned, at Monmouth. Central Washington won the 2014 GNAC Baseball Championships title, its first ever GNAC title in baseball, and ending the long streak of success that Evan referred to by western oregon central washington went 3-0 in the tournament defeating st martin's and western oregon on friday and then defeating western oregon again on saturday in the championship game central washington senior left fielder joe castro was named the tournament most valuable player we'll hear more about him the first win on friday was the 500th victory in desi story's coaching career central washington was named the GNAC Team of the Week. That should come as no surprise. And Desi Story in his 23rd season as head coach at Central Washington. And we'll welcome the coach to the show. Coach, congratulations on a great weekend and a great season. Thank you. I appreciate it. So tell me, you must be just sky high and your team must be sky high. I know they worked so hard to get this done. Yeah, you know, we were pretty excited. Um, 
you know, it was a, we felt like it was a pretty big challenge to go down to Western Oregon and, and um, you know, the, with the history that they've got. And um, the guys are pretty focused, and, you know, it was a pretty exciting feeling. It looks like you really got good pitching. Oh, yeah, we did. We we, we got excellent pitching. Uh, you know, it started off um, Brandon Williams uh, threw, a, threw the shutout for us in game one against St. Martins, and then um, – and we kind of staffed at game two, Curtis Pitcher and Willie Davies and Sky Adams through uh, combined and, and did a pretty good job in game two, keeping them down to, I think, three runs. And then, uh, and then obviously, Stuart Fuel pitched a great game three for us. Tell us about Stuart Fuel's performance there in game three. Well, Stuart's got a lot of sync on his fastball when he's down in the zone. And, uh, you know, he doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. He's not a strikeout pitcher. And, um, you know, we came out in the first inning, and um, the ball was just running. And, and uh, you know, we got a couple numbers back up the middle, and, and, uh, and nobody really squared the ball up the first inning. And I thought, you know, that was a pretty good sign that uh, things were going well. And, and uh, you know, we just kept feeding fastball most of the day. And with that sink, uh, well, not too many guys were really squaring up the baseball on him. So your infield, obviously, is going to be really engaged when he's on the mound. Yeah, we have to play good defense behind Stewart. He's not going to walk guys, and he's not going to strike out guys. So, you know, if we don't field the ball and throw it, um, you know, he's going to struggle a little bit. So um, the guys played pretty good defense this weekend, too. I was pretty proud of them on that end also. So Western Oregon, uh, hats off to them. They had a great season as well. Uh, tell me about uh, what you think uh, of their squad and how they, uh, you know, I mean, you got to feel really proud to be such an outstanding team. Oh, yeah. You know, obviously, I've been around a long time. So, um, you know, when, when Terry Baumgartner was there and Jeremiah Robbins, you know, and now Kellen's there. And, you know, all those guys have done a great job. You know, Kellen did a fantastic job both last year, obviously coming back and beating us twice in, in the final day. And, and um, you know, and this year, you know, they, they had a great season. And, and obviously, 13 straight GNAC titles, um, you know, they're kind of a dynasty. So, um you know, Kellen's doing a great job. You know, he deserved the job when when Jeremiah left. And, you know, I, I expect that they're going to stay very competitive. And uh, so, you know, we, we, we get excited for it because we like to play against good teams, and we know that Western's got a good team. So, um, you know, our guys, they like to rise to that challenge. And St. Martin's very tough also. Yes, Coach Garland's done a great job. You know, they they were young last year, and they struggled. And um, I think they finished last in the league last year with a lot of young guys. And, um, you know, they kind of got off to a little bit of a slow start at the beginning of this year. Um, but the guys, you know, they, they kind of hit their stride. And I think those guys, are showing, they showed a lot of maturity. You know, they, they split at Western uh, a couple weeks before the end of the season. And they took three from us to finish the season to get into the postseason over at their place. Um, you know, uh, Ken's done a fantastic job. And, and uh, you know, I, I expect they're going to be extremely competitive next year with all the guys they've got coming back. Let's talk about Joe Castro. He was the most valuable player of the championship series. Tell me about what makes him such a great hitter. You know, uh, he's, he's, Joe's just got a ton of confidence. You know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. You know, he's probably five seven, 150 pounds. Um, 
but uh, you know he believes in what he's doing, and um, you know in all honesty, he, he had a kind of a rough senior season overall, not what he wanted in terms of batting average and playing time. Um, you know, going into the season, he expected to be out there all the time, and uh, it didn't work that way for him. But uh, he, he got better as the season went on, and um, you know, so we started him. He's a great defensive guy, and he can run. And uh, you know, he just uh, he proved that he deserved to be in there. <laughs> you know, hitting three-run home run, and, and then he had a couple other RBIs and stole some bases. So um, you know, he, he did a fantastic job to finish out the season. Always nice to have a guy play well when you decide to, to to put him in there and have him make you look good, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he made me look good. So, and I think he was excited. You know, he wanted to go out on a positive note his senior year, and and uh, you know, he was one of the guys that was there last year when when Western beat us twice on the final day. So, um, you know, I think uh, maybe just a little extra motivation for him to do well. You know, in terms of getting things done and helping us win. Great way to finish. So I know most coaches, you win, you win a championship, and now you're already looking toward next year. How do things uh, look for you next year? Well, I, you know, I, we're excited about some of the new guys that, that we've signed. Obviously, we, we lose a good group of seniors, and, and they, were, you know, they were instrumental in, in uh, you know, getting us to the, to the postseason last year, and, and they saw, you know, what it took um, – coming back into this year and you know they were kind of the driving force in terms of of getting us the championship i think this year um you know we've got some great returning guys brandon williams is pitcher of the year he'll be back he'll be a senior um cory welch who was newcomer of the year and um you know is our closer uh he had a great year 11 saves so we've got those guys back and um casey bielik all our catchers are back so we've got some key guys back that uh um, and we've got our work cut out for us. We've got to replace some some really solid seniors. So, um, you know, hopefully the the guys that we're getting committed um, are going to be able to come in and step up, and uh, and hopefully we won't miss a beat and we can be in the same position going into the end of next year. Coach, let me give you a chance to recognize some of those departing seniors that we have not mentioned uh, to to give them credit for uh, giving the Wildcats the kind of season they had with their leadership. Oh, you know, it's uh, Josh Potter at first, um, Eric Tunnell, who played both second and short when when Corey was pitching, um, Scott Stone, who was kind of, he was our utility guy. He played first and third in the outfield and DH for us. Um, you know, those guys, Jake Sells, another senior outfielder, uh, had a really good year for us. Um, and uh, and then on the mound, obviously, Stewart um, Fuel uh, did a great job. Um, Sky Adams. Um, you know, he, uh, he didn't have the kind of year he had last year and in terms of wins, um, a little frustrating for him as a senior, but, uh, he ended up with six wins and, and obviously he was instrumental in that game two win. And, um, and Willie Davies, uh, he was three and O or four and O for us as a senior that, uh, actually spent a month with, uh, mono and couldn't pitch, you know, so those guys were all, um, you know, key factors in getting us where we needed to be. Coach, congratulations on the championship, and we sure appreciate your uh, your spending time with us tonight. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Desi Story, Central Washington baseball coach, coming off the championship series at Monmouth, where they went 3-0 to win the GNAC Baseball Championship Series. 
We're going to talk golf with a coach that had some great success in Texas, and we're going to do that when we come right back. Let's now check what's going on around the GNAC. In Monmouth, the Central Washington baseball team won the 2014 GNAC Baseball Championships title, winning all three of its games last weekend. Central Washington defeated defending champion Western Oregon 9-1 to in the title game and left fielder Joe Castro was named championship's most valuable player. The Alaska Anchorage women's track and field team won the team title at the GNAC Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Monmouth last weekend. The Western Washington men's team took home the team title on the men's side. Cody Thomas of Alaska Anchorage and Caitlin Steen of Western Washington were named male and female athlete of the meet, respectively. In Burnaby, the Simon Fraser men's golf team is preparing for the NCAA championships after placing sixth at the NCAA Super Regional Tournament last week in Austin, Texas. Simon Fraser will compete in its first men's golf NCAA championship running May 19th through 22nd at Allendale, Michigan. And be sure to visit GNACsports.com for all of the latest news, standings, highlights, and more from around the conference. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. Get the degree you need for the life you want at Central Washington University. Small classes and nationally recognized faculty passionate about teaching give students a chance to do what they're learning. Central's approach takes students beyond the limits of textbooks in the classroom. Visit CWU in sunny Central Washington and online at CWU.edu. Learn. Do. Live. At Central Washington University. Quite an exciting week for the Simon Fraser men's golf team. We're going to visit with John Buchanan, their men's golf coach here in just a moment. Simon Fraser placed sixth at the NCAA Super Regional in Austin, Texas, as we just heard a moment ago, placing two golfers in the top ten at the Super Regional Tournament. Simon Fraser freshman Kevin Vigna won the 2013-14 GNAC Men's Golf Championships last month at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. John Buchanan in his 48th year at Simon Fraser, having coached the men's golf team since 1991. A great soccer history as well. This is the first time Simon Fraser men's golf team has advanced to the NCAA championships. Coach, what an outstanding and exciting week it must have been for you in Austin, Texas. Thank you for being our guest. Oh, thanks for having me, Kevin. So give our listeners sort of a sense of what it was like. I know that uh, you felt like your squad had kind of a big lead in the GNAC Conference Championships in Coeur d'Alene and maybe didn't finish it as strongly as you would have liked. Kind of the inverse happened in Austin, am I correct? Well, you know, we sort of backed into it. Um, they play the tournament in waves, so you you have a draw for uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I think we got a favorable draw. Uh, getting the Monday, Wednesday uh, tea times. Uh, it was a bit cooler and less wind. 
And then we had the Wednesday afternoon, which means we went in when it was at its hardest, 90 plus degrees, and the wind was blowing pretty good. So at the end of um, our third round, I think we were maybe about ninth place. And of the 10 teams still on the course, I think there was a couple of three that basically had already qualified. And then we were reduced to waiting to see how the other teams did. But you really had a good final round, did you not? Well, that's what I said. We biked into it. I mean, we shot <laughs> 309, 305, which are really poor rounds, uh, despite the, the weather and what have you. And uh, we were sitting there watching teams basically give away strokes. And it was really exciting because it's all online. And so you have no control over the situation. All the kids are watching it on their, uh, their cell phones. And I think we went sort of from ninth, eighth, tied for seventh, tied for sixth. And then I believe it was Colorado. One of the Colorado schools basically let it slip in the last couple of, uh, couple of three holes. And we wound up in sole place uh, a sixth spot to qualify. All those other teams that saw themselves slipping had not only the weather to deal with, but a lot of pressure. You know, golf is, as you know, such a tough game under pressure. Well, you know, it passed my mind, and this is new for me. I mean, this idea of being able to follow um, on, on, the, on the live reporting, um, and their coaches obviously had the same information, and it passed my mind. Well, they're relaying that information over the last three or four crucial holes to the players. Um, if they were, you're really putting your players under the gun. Sure. Uh, I personally would rather let the kids just play it out <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and just don't say anything. But I don't know. I just know that uh, the, the, the decision um, uh, at the end, of, there was one young fellow, I think, bogeyed three in a row. And that's what made the difference in the last three holes. Which One of must your have been top a real ne- yeah. I was going to say it must have been a real nail-biter for the kid. Yeah, very tough, I'm sure. You yeah. had a player who double-bogeyed the first hole and, and never had another bogey after that on his final round. Yeah, that's uh, the best competitive round uh, John Malotic has had. And he did. He, you know, he put the ball in the bush off the tee and had to sort of get it back in play, double bogeyed, and then um, I went on to have four, uh, four birdies after that. Uh, it went to have six birdies after that and wound up four under. And um, that and a freshman uh, who had one of his lowest rounds all year with a 74 probably made the difference by getting that 290, uh, two, uh, two over par in the final round, which put us in position to be even in contention over the last four or five rounds played by the other teams. You've got a freshman, Kevin Vigna, who has had a sensational season. Um, Tell me about uh, what makes him such a special golfer. Well, first of all, he really wouldn't be a stranger to the PNGA, Pacific Northwest Amateur Golf. He, uh, as a junior, he won the P- PNGA in 2012, and in 2013, he was beat in the final match for the match play. Wow. Uh, he's just a competitor. He's just, he's got the temperament, 
and the personality to handle pressure, and he's got the skill to go along with it. And sometimes you have a skillful player who, when he's under the gun, doesn't perform. Uh, young, uh, young Kevin can do that. It's a rare thing, you're right, to have both the, the, the mental toughness and the uh, skill set at the same time. So now you head into, uh, you're heading to Michigan well, for it, it next week. Inter- let, let me intervene there. It was sure. interesting because at one point we thought we were going to be in a playoff for six spot. Wow. And the other four guys are nervous, and Kevin is standing there licking his chops. He's dying to get into <laughs> a match play against these other guys, and he's the youngest guy on the team. Isn't that cool? That is so neat yeah, that he has really that confidence. I'm glad you shared that with us. Thank you. So now another 10 days or, or within a couple of weeks here, you head off to Michigan for the NCAA championships. Can you do anything to really help these guys mentally uh, get ready for that? Well, it's, um, I mean, I've been to a number of nationals before, but um, these, a lot of these kids have already played it in, in Canada here, provincial level, which is the same as the state level. Uh, most of them, uh, other than maybe um, one player, um, has played at a provincial championship level. So they're really not that gun-shy when it comes into a bigger arena. But obviously going to an NC2A national championship is maybe something extra special. And we've had a couple of chats about it, but we won't really address it till we get there and get all the hubbub out of the way of pre-registration and get to see the course. And that's when we'll really sit down and talk about the round and what's in front of us. What have you heard about the course? It's a link-style course. It's playing in excess of 7,000 yards. Wow. Uh, apparently, there's a bit of water on it. And um, the weather, I looked yesterday, and it's probably going to be in the 80s. And uh, there's probably going to be some wind because it's not too far away from the lakehead. And it is also subject to severe stormy weather. And uh, they've got all the evacuation plans in the, in the booklet. So... We're ready for anything. That's terrific. How do you feel your your team, uh, you know, is is suited to a link style course? We play very few link style courses up in this neck of the woods. Uh, there's only two in the BC or Lower Mainland, and uh, we are going to get out on one of them um, tomorrow. Excellent. But most of the courses we play are fairly heavy, heavily wooded courses. Uh, so that might be to our disadvantage. Well, I wish you the very best of luck. A terrific season for you and your team, and uh, wish you the very best of luck as you head off to the NCAA championships. Coach, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much. John Buchanan, the head men's golf coach at Simon Fraser, whose team is headed to the national championship. And speaking of champions, we want to recognize... GNAC champions for the 2014 athletic year. Now let's take a moment to honor and remember all of the GNAC team champions from the 2013-14 academic year. In men's soccer, Simon Fraser. In women's soccer, Western Washington and tournament champion, Seattle Pacific. In men's and women's cross country, Alaska Anchorage. In volleyball, Western Washington. In football, Azusa Pacific. 
In men's basketball, Seattle Pacific. In women's basketball, Montana State Billings and tournament champion, Western Washington. In indoor and outdoor track and field men's champion, Western Washington, and women's champion, Alaska Anchorage. In men's golf, Northwest Nazarene. In women's golf, Western Washington. In softball, Western Oregon. And in baseball, Western Oregon and tournament champion, Central Washington. Congratulations to all of the 2013-14 GNAC team champions. Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Book a lake tower room with the cozy fireplace and world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit cdaresort.com. Get the degree you need for the life you want at Central Washington University. Small classes and nationally recognized faculty passionate about teaching give students a chance to do what they're learning. Central's approach takes students beyond the limits of textbooks in the classroom. Visit CWU in sunny Central Washington and online at cwu.edu. Learn. Do. Live. At Central Washington University. Our next guest is a track and field athlete who's had one of the uh, terrific years, as actually ranked, as Evan O'Kelly said earlier in the show, number one in the NCAA in Javelin and was recognized as a USTFCCCA National Player of the Week earlier in the year. At 169 feet, 6 inches, a school record at Western Washington, uh, besting last year's 157 feet, 4 inches, which was 13th in the NCAA in the 2012-13 season, one time ranked fifth overall uh, in divisions, currently 10th, and we're welcoming to the program Bethany Drake, Western Washington University javelin thrower. Uh, thank you so much, Bethany, for being our guest. Thanks for having me. So, as I understand it, you've really had uh, quite an improvement from last year to this year. Uh, you've really added quite a bit of distance. What do you attribute that? Obviously, hard work and, and practice. What else do you attribute it mm -hmm. to? Yeah, um, going into this season, my biggest goal was to be more consistent. Last year, I was all over the board. <laughs> but this past year has been definitely one of a lot of hard work and a lot of hours spent uh, practicing, but um, definitely have an amazing coach and teammates, honestly, when you have people who believe in you and who are working just as hard, it makes it a lot easier to work that hard as well, for sure. I want to talk about your coaches here in a minute, but you're, you're, you're lucky. You and uh, Katie Reichert, uh, you know, you both are highly competitive at the national level. And mm -hmm. to have both of you on the same team, I would think you kind of feed off of each other a little bit when you practice and when you compete against each other. Am I right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, when you see somebody else working just as hard, there's never a day where you want to stop short or quit early. You want to push yourself just as hard as you can. So. You know, I think sometimes one of the things that helps 
in, in competition or even something simple like just trying to get in shape. When you've got somebody else you can mm-hmm. practice with, there's kind of a commitment there, you know, that you're going to be there and practice. Yeah. Do you guys work together that way? Definitely. I mean, we're each other's biggest competition, but we're also each other's biggest support and encouragement. Every day we go out and we're pushing each other to be the best that we can each be and um, definitely makes it enjoyable and motivating to be there every day and do what you've got to do. <laughs> now tell me about the development of the coaching staff and how they've helped you uh, develop as an athlete. Um, over my time here at Western, I've been coached by Ben Stenslin. He's our uh, javelin and horizontal jumps coach. and He's one of those coaches who's willing to put in as much time as you are and I think that's the biggest thing, knowing that you have a coach who's dedicated as you are to your success. It makes you want to work hard and be the best that you can be because you know all the time and effort they're putting in for you. So you want to put in the same amount, if not more. Boy, that's really well said. So now you head to uh, the National NCAA Championships coming up next weekend. What are your thoughts as you prepare for that? Uh, I am so excited going in. Um, I feel ready this year, and I'm excited to see what will happen. I've spent a lot of time training this year, and it's been such a blessing. Just, I don't know, more doors have opened up than I ever imagined would. And, you know, when God gives you those opportunities, how can you not go after him wholeheartedly? Because anything else would be a shame. So I'm just excited to see all the time and hard work come to what it's been headed towards and go in there and compete with my team and do the best that I can do and enjoy every moment of it. I hope you do. You have to feed off last year your experience as a freshman. Does that give you just a little bit more confidence, sort of having been through the ropes a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I mean, last year it was every step of the way was a new experience. So this year going in with that under my belt, I feel a little more comfortable and confident just knowing that, you know, the stage may be bigger, but I'm doing the same thing I've been doing all year and got to trust all that time I've put in. You know, it's funny. I think a lot of times athletes reach the kind of success that you've had as a sophomore, but they do it maybe in their senior year. In some ways, Mm -hmm. I would think being where you are as a sophomore almost gives you some freedom of mind, you know, to know that, the pressure's not really on that much because you've got two more years after this. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. I mean, every year it's just – I was reading a quote earlier about – it was about Coach Wooden saying that the phrase um, competitive greatness, and it was about not necessarily being the best but being the best you can be. And I thought that was so true. Like every year, um, just knowing that there's more opportunities to come and just – striving to do the very best that I can do in the moment that I'm in. So it's exciting to see what's happened so far, and I'm even more excited for what's to come. A lot of words of uh, of wisdom from uh, John Wooden. Bethany, thank you so much for being our guest. Wish you the very best of luck at the national championships and to the entire Western Washington team. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks again for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I really appreciate your coming on. I always love to hear the articulate guests. And when you have you hear someone like Bethany Drake and how positive she is, enjoying every moment, being the best she can be, 
working hard, working as hard as her coach works. Evan O'Kelly rejoining me. That's really inspirational stuff, don't you think, Evan? Yeah, a lot of inspirational words and just a good positive attitude. Uh, we're excited to have great athletes like that representing the GNAC, especially in these NCAA championships. So we've got NCAA championships coming up, uh, track and field and golf, participation from all GNAC schools. But all the GNAC championships are uh, are uh, complete, as is our season of GNAC Insider. And, Evan, I want to thank you so much for all the work you've put into the uh, to the show all throughout the year. Yeah, it's been a great season, Kevin. Loved hearing from all these wonderful guests we've had each and every week, and it's certainly been an exciting year for the GNAC. I agree, and I want to. I'm glad you mentioned the guests, coaches, and athletes throughout the year who have taken the time to join us for the show. We appreciate that very much. We also appreciate you, the listener, being with us for GNAC Insider, and thank you so much for the time you spent following the GNAC. And wish the very best of luck to the GNAC teams in their national championship series. Thanks very much. Good night. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.